Testing. Hey. Okay. I'm keeping this right here, and I am talking into it because you do it. Light it up. I've been so I've been so quiet in the past episodes, and I'm tired. I want to be heard. You're heard. You're valid. <laughs> Thanks, man. That means a lot. Um, okay, I'm Trent. I'm Thomas. And if you hate critics, we do too. This is Critical Darlings. Hello. Hi, Thomas. How are you? You know, I'm doing alright. Yeah, hanging yeah. in there. I've been rediscovering one of my favorite albums this week. Oh, which is? Uh, there is a Hell, Believe Me, I've Seen It. There is a Heaven, Let's Keep It a Secret by oh. Bring Me the Horizon. Okay, uh, cool. Oh, just ripping me to shreds and I love it. Yeah? I love every second of it. Yeah. I don't, I've listened to Semp Eternal. That, arguably but, their best album. Okay. That's what most people, like most people's number one is Semp Eternal. Yeah. I probably would put There is a Hell, Believe Me, I've Seen It above that mostly for nostalgia oh okay but i don't know they have a refinement in sympaternal yeah that isn't in there's a hell but i think it's a good thing okay it makes it a little more raw a little more emotional without yeah. that refinement so so uh on this album on on the album you've been listening to what's yeah. a standout track oh um I can't say it on the air. <laughs> uh, it's uh, give us the the PG F version. Asterisk asterisk K. <laughs> uh, I don't care about the lyrics. I don't really know half of the lyrics. Yeah, but that song is just—it's nuts. It's a crazy song. <laughs> basically two songs just stitched together in the middle somewhere but it's it's nuts my dad used to say that same thing about band on the run by the wings oh yeah because it was on guitar hero three okay. he'd be like oh the song that's actually three songs <laughs> <laughs> um personally i actually ha speaking of the wings yeah. and paul mccartney i've been listening to the beatles a lot okay in preparation to make an episode of my other podcast <laughs> hey shout it out um yeah it's called everyone's older brother there you go uh, i pretend to be your older brother and introduce you to an artist uh give you a 30 minute or less rundown of their discography so go check it out i'll listen to it it's pretty good um i'm on the album help yeah which um is kind of where they start doing exclusively original music i think there's one cover on help okay um but they also start uh being real about how they feel and what's going on in their lives so um i think the song yesterday is probably the one that i like the most out of this album it's really beautiful very yeah. heartbreaking yesterday all my troubles seem so far away now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly And, uh, you know, to hear these guys who were just kind of the boy next door, everybody, you know, I want to hold your hand, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. To hear them say, yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. You know, the the sadness and the raw emotion was actually 
pretty pretty crazy and a little revolutionary yeah i was about to say probably pretty groundbreaking for the time at least for the beatles anyways yeah so yeah that's what i've been listening to i need to give them a fair shake because well i'm i'm hoping that once i put out this episode it can serve as a good introdu- introduction for you. Oh, okay. You're part of, oh, part wow. of the reason why. You're just targeting me right now. Part okay. of the reason why I want to make the episode is for you because I know how you feel about the Beatles, but I also uh, think it's easy for people to feel that way who maybe have only heard like Yellow Submarine or something like that. Yeah. Uh, in case you guys don't know, I'm not a fan of the Beatles. Don't like them. I appreciate their place in rock history, but that's about it. And honestly, there's like a, a good swath of people online who that's their hot take the beatles weren't that good no yeah it's not a hot take like i can i can objectively recognize that they were good yeah yeah it's not my thing yeah and that is okay um this week we are talking about the critically acclaimed album by r&b songstress herself sizza the album is called s.o.s um anthony fantano gave it an eight out of ten um i actually don't know what pitchfork gave it let me take a little look here pitchfork gave it an 8.7 out of 10 which is a very good score for pitchfork wow um i think that thomas you have some fiery opinions and you're ready to fire them off and I think I'm going to have to play defense. So <sighs> okay. I'm going to let you start on this one. All right. One, too long. Just I, I can actually, I can agree with right that. Right out the gate, too long. What is this, 20, 23, 26? 22 songs. 22, okay, I was wrong. But it's like an, an hour and eight minutes, maybe? Yeah, too long. Way too long. Um, she sounds like a 17-year-old that just figured out how to curse and what sex was. <laughs> I hated it. I could not listen to a single song without there being some explicit, crude, just out of pocket sexual thing 20 seconds in. Yeah. That, like, it's, it's nuts. Uh, it, to me, this whole album sounded like how many times can I reference sex in this song and get away with it? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to the point, actually that I, I actually stopped listening to the album and I had to ask Siri how old this woman was because I this sounds like a TikTok. This sounds like a TikToker that was like, oh, I can I can make R&B music. And she has a good voice yeah. sometimes. Okay. I think she she has this like, she has this range that she gets into a lot on this album that to me sounds just like a little grating because mm-hmm. she just kind of gets up to this like, higher kind of frequency i guess higher range kind of just like her head voice is a little bit yeah yeah rough. she she just like hangs out there for a long time sometimes um all fiery opinions aside kill bill was okay i think that's probably the hit on this album yeah yeah. Like, yeah um the rock song was weird man oh, F&F, that <laughs> that song sucked it was so <laughs> bad i i was like i was listening to this so i started listening to it on my computer i finished in my car and I was like, yep, this is an R&B album. Like, that's how I felt about it all the uh-huh. way up until that. And then I got to F&F and I was like, what is this? 
dude, me too. <laughs> I, I, my my jaw kind of dropped when we got to pop punk. I was like, what are we doing yeah. here? And and on other tracks, she sounds like she wants to be a rapper, but she's not quite making it. So like, she's just like, yeah, I don't know. The whole album was was fine. I, I'm not listening to it again, but I can see why people would like it. Do I see why it's critically acclaimed and sitting at eight and eight point five? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I thought I thought I'd be able to play defense, but the the <laughs> complaints you have actually are kind of the complaints I have oh, too. Oh, there we go. Um, I think that uh, maybe artists need to understand that nuance in sexual discussion is a good thing yeah uh, maybe a little euphemism here or there you know it reminds me of uh, i once heard a comedian probably a youtube comedian say that um lingerie is for married people who have seen each other naked so many times that putting on clothes is actually more sexy to them yeah yeah uh <laughs> sometimes the imagination is more powerful than an explanation yeah but instead on this album we get lines like balls deep and then we got beef <laughs> like come on man come on that is a real line yeah that's the album. yeah you know uh there's nothing less sexy than saying okay now take your take your dangle and stick it in my dongle and right? then it, you know insert at, take out insert take out like that is not sexy and also kind of you know it's a little too much which is another line from this song uh stick it in she says that she says it on the, yes. on the track i kind of think she may say that more than once oh she definitely does but i probably didn't hear it <laughs> but uh I, it's not like that the whole way through um the song it's up here. Oh, the song Love Language. Okay. I really liked Love Language, and I think she did a decent job of giving you an opportunity to imagine. She used some euphemisms there. Yeah. Talk to me in your love language. I think that's really nice. I think yeah. that's a good a good idea, a good feeling, and, uh, you know, you, you uh, put it in your own mind what that means. Yeah. Well, and... I mean, my that was kind of my feelings about Kill Bill. Like, the whole song just sounds pleasant. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anything too harsh. There wasn't anything jumping out at me. I will say I really liked the warm, the warmer tracks. Yeah. On this album, Kill Bill and Love Language, Snooze. I really liked Snooze. You know, Snooze, the whole idea is like, I don't even want to hit Snooze on my alarm because I don't want to waste that time that I could spend with you. Yeah. Like, that's a really beautiful sentiment, I think. Yeah. That being said, uh, you know, you're right that the the swear words feel um, maybe not unnatural. I think they feel organic. But uh, in music like this, where we're expressing such poignant emotions, uh, I guess I just prefer poetry over organic lyrics you well, know what I'm saying? and the way she stitches it together is that she she's cursing like a rapper that's the problem she's cursing like a yeah. rapper in this r&b album yeah yeah that's true um and going back and listening to the songs that i really liked that did get in the way a little bit for me i will say though i really like her voice a lot uh, to me um i i would almost <sighs> call her like a counterpart to frank ocean like frank okay. ocean's voice is very welcoming 
and very warm. And I think that SZA does that too in a really cool way. And I think that the production through most of the album really complements that. I think the production's incredible. The, yeah. the mixing and everything in this sounds really good. Except um, on that opening track... Okay. I listened to that. I was like, Thomas is going to hate this because there's that faux yes, uh, lo-fi bullcrap. Yep. And I was like, SZA has a great voice. Why are we taking that voice and making it sound bad on purpose? So, so, so uh, when I sit on my, at my computer, my method is to go track by track and just like write my thoughts as I'm yeah. listening to it for SOS. My exact words are, sounds like a rap song, not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I think that ruined SOS for me. You know, um, I think the highlights are really high. Kill Bill is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Really like Love Language. Uh, Blind is really nice. If there was less profanity, Blind would be really nice. Yeah. Snooze, I think, is really great. Um, Gone Girl's Eight. Um. I hate you is one that I think I would really like if it wasn't as profane as it is because I know that we're using the language of hate, Yeah. but being poetic about it would be more interesting than being Frank in well, my opinion. And to build on that, neither one of us are against cursing. No. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. We listen to lots of music. That's cur- explicit. Curse your heart out. I mean, I don't care, but it comes to a point like she's 33 okay oh for real she's 33 yeah oh okay she's a grown woman she's older than i am yeah and there comes a point where it doesn't sound adult anymore like you're coming across as a child yeah so and that, that's where she's at i think uh i'm curious how did you feel about the phoebe bridgers feature <sighs> i like phoebe bridgers mm-hmm like dead center of the road like though like i don't okay. love her i don't hate her um i love the old dirty bastard feature is the one yeah. i like that feature was wild that was pretty cool uh but no phoebe's okay i mean she brought a little bit of a little bit of light you know for me that was kind of a jump scare like yeah <laughs> i like phoebe bridgers too but these two styles do not go together no, no they do not and, and i mean I don't know. I was so jaded at that point. <laughs> I was just like, you know, whatever. Cool. We got Phoebe Bridgers in here. Let's go. Like, sure. Yeah, no, I think I was actually, I was feeling it up until Phoebe Bridgers showed up and that's where the album took a real dip and really only came back up with like Good Days and Forgiveness, which features ODB. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had to say, if I agree with the critics I'd have to say no, just because mm-hmm. I do feel like it's too long. You know, it's okay to cut the fat. Yeah. And uh, I think there's plenty of fat to be cut. And uh, you know what, Thomas? You're so freaking smart, man. When you're right, you're right. And, hey, thanks. And you're right. Appreciate it. Um, you know, despite the tracks that I really did enjoy, I think the ones that are stinkers and like the those things that hold the, the album back really hold it back to me for me to the point where i probably won't go back to it much either is this her first album do you know no this is her second control oh, okay. is her first one it's got that song uh drew barrymore oh is it warm enough for you oh okay okay well i mean i was about to say this this is probably pretty good if it was the first album <laughs> it would be even i would even say i would be a lot easier on it if she was 19 
Or if she was 18. Yeah. But when just, she was 18, yeah. she was dating Drake. Oh, she, of course she was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think that uh, maybe that's why this album is so bloated, because it was Control that was her first album, such a huge success. And then there's like a, I think it's been five years uh-huh. since Control came out. Yeah. The fans have been waiting for so long, and they're very vocal. Okay. And so even though she didn't go anywhere, she's been dropping singles um this feels like a big comeback i guess like she has to prove something that her first one wasn't just a fluke yeah and so you know it's a it's a project that's a little bit too big for its britches yeah so it's interesting that you mentioned drake because drake does the same thing oh yeah like his albums are way too long too so i wonder if there's any influence there still going on also i noticed something i want to see if you noticed it too this like I want to almost call it like an R&B faux pas that she does on like every song. Okay. Where she's just, I don't know, she's doing like these vocal runs. She's not really saying anything. She's like, they're almost always in the intro. And it's just like, ah, or whatever it is. And it's like, it's auto-tuned all the poop. And I just like, I don't know, man. It's just like, in case you forgot it was an R&B album, here it is again. <laughs> I wonder if maybe that's just an issue that I have with R&B in general. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm probably being that way. Because I agree. Yeah. But I... It's kind of like that, that girl that we saw who opened for Paramore, OG. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, and I was reminded of her several times yeah. in this album. Where, you know, you and I both were... We went away from that thinking, wow, she's got a great voice and she's she's doing too much with it. Yeah. Well, and she fell into the same trap, if you remember. I mean, all her songs were just, oh, this no good man. Like, you were a loser. I wasted my time on you. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we get that here in spades. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a one-track mind album. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I actually don't mind that too much. You it's know, fine. like, uh, Olivia Rodrigo's Sour was pretty uh, one-track mind. That's true. Although Olivia Rodrigo was what seventeen, eighteen, yeah, and so you almost expect it. You kind of expect it. You you're okay with it because of her age. Her this is not an Olivia Rodrigo review. I, I need to stop. I love that album. I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it just really shocks me. When I found out her age, it really shocked me. Yeah, it really surprised me. And you know, who am I to stop someone from living a youthful life? But yeah, sure. You also maybe there is like a lack of maturity in musical artists these days, popular artists. I, I would think you're not wrong. I, I feel like I sound like an old man, but you know, I <laughs> this whole thing has sounded like us being old men. <laughs> this is us just being like those oh, young children. <laughs> they just listen to TikTok music. <laughs> But, you know, um, just to risk sounding like an old man again, I recently went back and listened to Neil Young's album, Harvest. Okay. And he was 24 years old when he sang the song, Old Man. Yeah. And it sounds timeless. It sounds so wise and mature. He literally says in that song that he's 24. Yeah. And it still sounds like something so meaningful. And so I I miss hearing that in popular music. I'm sure it's out there. I just have you just have to dig a little bit more. Yeah, so I wonder I I almost wonder if this album would have been better 
if it wasn't produced so well. And what I mean is this sounds very much like a very professional, like high, high value, high production album. And a lot of times you lose a lot of feeling in those. And if you already have somebody that, in my opinion, has talent, sure, but elite talent, probably not. Then you're just getting this product that's overprocessed, that, mm. that nobody nobody sat her down and was like, hey, your lyrics need some work. Yeah. It's just like we're just throwing praise at their feet because they have a good voice and they're not really. And one, and one album that was successful. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I wonder if we're just, actually, I'll take that back. I know that in this current day and time, we are much more willing to just throw praise at whatever musical act comes along. Uh, TikTok is the biggest culprit. Uh, TikTok is basically the music industry right now, and it is killing it. Yeah, so go follow um, us on TikTok. Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, we might make a TikTok. We might not. Yeah, we Who should. Knows? We'll Why see not? what happens. Um, uh, bottom line, we didn't like it as much as the critics did. Nope. But if you like it as much or better than the critics did, you're you're totally right in feeling that way. But we're right too. So we just are the ones that have a podcast that talk about it. Yeah, that's right. Make your own podcast if you want to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, you know, shout us out or something, man. Give us a little, yeah. a little boost. <laughs> give us a little at. Give us <laughs> give us a little a little mention. Because if you're listening to this, we love you. Oh, we love you. You guys are the best. And. Uh, XOXO. <laughs> Gossip <laughs> darlings. Um, I'm Trent. I'm Thomas. And if you hate critics, we do too. This has been Critical Darlings. Adios.